Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com with the NFL Draft uh, starting a week from tomorrow. Chris, good to have you on. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing good. How's everything? Where you are hanging in there. We're doing well. Um, I know that you do a lot of interviews, so I know you can't remember everything you said to us last week, but has your draft board changed at all with the top five picks from where we were last week? Well, no, no, and not in terms of the grades. You know, who's the top five picks and who's going to go? Uh, I don't know who's going to go anywhere. That That's part of it. I don't really – the mock draft stuff is a complete waste of time. I agree with you. Um, and, and I don't pay attention to that. What I am focused on is uh, how good are players, uh, how will they fit uh, or won't fit, and, and, and looking into that and, and where there's drop-off of players. If you do that correctly – then you know and understand what guys fit certain schemes and and which kind which guys fit others that is the better thing and that's what we try to do with the website we sure. put the draft boards up that way and now i'm working on um uh, right now uh, an on the clock series every team on the clock the team needs of the players um the five year draft breakdown what the, how what they've done uh the off seasons the players they've re-signed acquired lost their top needs Pick possibilities. Instead of going through a mock draft, I mean, you, you pick 15th pick somebody, well, that guy may not be there. So what what would they, what would be good value when you give four or five names and then I give the same thing in the second round? The players that they've met with uh, and the depth chart, you know, so that's basically how you do it inside an NFL draft room, and that's what we do here. Uh, mock drafts, uh, I think that's really a waste of time because they're going to all be wrong, I mean, outside of the first couple of picks. So, uh, yeah, it may may sound good at 15. Uh, you take this guy if he's there, but if he's not there and somebody that you got ranked Andrew on your board is, you know, you don't see him as being there right now, and he may be. It happens every year. So it, it's just it's a, it's a futile exercise, uh, and I prefer to do something more productive. Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com. Chris, you just made me delete my uh, mock draft off the computer, so thank you very much. <laughs> love it. Very smart. I love that. So when, when you look at Malcolm Butler, he signs uh-huh. a tender, and that uh-huh. starts a clock from my understanding. Kind of explain maybe what that means and what does it mean for both of them as you go towards the draft? Well, the deadline was coming, so he was going to sign the tender he has to to get his money. And what it does now is – it puts a potential, if there's a trade to be made, uh, for example, with New Orleans, uh, they'll make it, and it'll probably be done on the clock. Um, what I mean by that is when they get to the 32nd pick, um, you know, they might they might move that pick uh, for, or you know, maybe a second and a fourth, something in that range uh, for uh, Malcolm Butler. Don't know, but basically it doesn't guarantee anything but he was going to have to sign it anyway he did now you can make make a trade in essence uh if you don't have the player sign his tender then you can't uh, technically trade him uh the saints are not going to match not going to put any offer uh, because then the patriots wouldn't match the offer and the saints would lose their the, the, their 11th pick 11th overall so uh, it's just a waiting game and i think that what will happen as it normally does during draft doug is is if you're able to fill that need maybe you don't that making that trade is less of a possibility if not 
uh, they might consider. We'll see what they do at 11 if they get the right guy at 11. Uh, and, it, and they're looking at a corner at 32, and they're not as happy with that corner on the board, they may make that move for Malcolm Butler and see if they can do that. If they got a corner they like better, they may bypass the trade. So uh, it'll be a it'll be a, tra- a tra- uh, draft day decision, I think, not likely before. Talk to me about the Raiders and how the inability or the ability to have Marshawn Lynch done before draft day changes what they may do at that position? Well, I, I think certainly getting it done would put put them at ease that at least they have a back. I still think that they would take a young back anyway, um, so I don't know that it affects it greatly. Um, it certainly would put into play the possibility of taking a running back earlier, higher, if they don't get the deal done or if they feel like it's not going to happen or it's going to be too costly, then I, then I think that that is important. To get a deal done and to feel good about it, then it makes the need uh, less so and maybe something you can do later. But in, in, And I think would put them in position to where they've got a couple of options at 24 to, to maybe go with a linebacker that can, that can be an impact player. Um, you know, maybe another another option, maybe a tight end. Uh, a couple of options they can go, but I think it puts the running back in play a little bit higher. Not necessarily at 24, though, because uh, I don't know that, that anybody, uh, the top guys, will likely be gone. But it, it probably would make a decision on what they do in the second round. When, when you talk about uh, the possibility for the Raiders to draft a running back, and you're saying earlier or later, if you get Marshawn, would that make you draft, I won't say less of a player, but let's say a player that needs a little bit more development as opposed to someone who might be ready to play immediately? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. So, listen, if they don't get, if they just feel like this is not going to work out uh, with Marshawn, then, then it brings in a, an Alvin Kamara or – you know, uh, somebody like that, uh, maybe even take a Marlon Mack on the second round out of South Florida. Um, and, and certainly, you know, uh, it would call into play if a Dalvin Cook is on the board at 24. Uh, they might have to consider that. But if they sign Lynch, then I think it's more likely that, hey, you know what, we'll look at a Matthew Days of North Carolina State or Kareem Hunt of Toledo in the third round or uh, Jamal Williams of BYU or Wayne Gallman of Clemson in the fourth something in that area so are brian hill out of wyoming they, there are a number of options that they can look at a little bit later it becomes less of a priority uh and maybe they go in another direction with those picks we're talking with chris landry you can check everything out LandryFootball.com. Uh, how much value do you see in the middle rounds of this draft i know it's very difficult to forecast because every year you have guys that are top picks that earn you know are bust and you'll see a fifth or a sixth round pick in three years they're sure. an all pro how do you look at the middle of this draft ballpark figure is it good yeah, good. It's pretty good. Like any draft, it's better in some areas. For example, you've got a lot of quality in the secondary this year, particularly at safety, but safety and corners outstanding. I think you can get, I think there'll be 15 to 16 guys taken in the first two rounds in the secondary. It's that good. And then getting into the third, fourth, pretty good. Not as deep at, um, at offensive tackle this year, but it's pretty good year for tight ends, pretty good year for uh, – for uh, the secondary, um, and they've got some pretty decent uh, defensive ends. So th- there's there's good quality. You can get good players, and you bring up something that's really important. When you start to decide where you want to go, it, you're going to take the best player as long as they're within the same grade plateau. You, you don't want to reach and take a lesser player. 
but but one of the things you do factor in is a need what's the biggest need but two if you're trying to fill multiple needs which everybody is where is the likelihood to fill that other position later so it's usually why all right quarterbacks go higher big guys go higher pass rushers defensive tackles they go higher because they're harder to find so it's supply and demand so you get those guys a little earlier and okay maybe receiver and running back and tight end and linebacker are more plentiful so that's why that position gets pushed down a little bit because hey, you're going to take the tougher position to fill early and then come back around a little later. And if you draft board, if you set it up correctly, you can say, hey, wait a minute, we'd rather have this guy and then we can take one of these three or four guys at one of these other spots of need later. If we take, if we don't take our big guy now, we're going to be shut out by the third, fourth round. Chris, when you look at the Raiders, uh, AFC West champions, but you look at a Broncos team that has a Super Bowl defense offensively, maybe not so much the glaring, maybe the quarterback position, although Simeon, I thought, showed some some good stuff. Do you think that the Broncos may go quarterback, or do they wait a year? What might be their needs to, to move up in AFC West? Uh, Denver, you know, they feel good about their quarterback, and if they take right now without really – doing much with Paxton Lynch if they take a quarterback high I think it would be sending an alarm signal there that uh, John Elway is not willing to do they need a left tackle in the worst way Um, they need to build that offensive line and Mm -hmm. they need two tackles Um, they're not good enough up front maybe if if Christian McCaffrey were to slip that far they could look at a guy like that but they need a player there they need to add a slot receiver and a tight end at some point and look, it's a good defense, but they're they're thinning out a little bit. Talib's getting a little bit older, um, you know. So are they going to be dominant as much? Demarcus Ware had a great year in the Super Bowl run two years. He's gone and play regressed last year. So yeah, they've been very good defensively, but they don't run the football well, and they are behind the eight ball at the quarterback spot. Uh, I, I think the Broncos, to me or the third best team right now in mm-hmm. the division. I think the Raiders and the Chiefs are better, and it has a lot to do with the quarterback position, and mm. particularly with the play up front. If they improve the offensive line and improve the running game, you can revisit that and say, okay, they could be a little bit better. But right now, uh, and we saw it last year, yeah, the defense is still pretty good. They couldn't even make the playoffs last year because offensively two years ago when they made the Super Bowl run and won it, uh, they were functional on offense. Mm-hmm. Peyton got them into the right play, and they ran the football effectively enough, and they, they allowed their defense to win it. Last year, the defense wasn't in a position to win it. They were playing from behind. The defense was on the field way too much. The offense couldn't sustain drives. So I, I think this is maybe not a complete rebuild, but it's a big-time retooling in Denver. You mentioned the Chiefs. You like them uh, and the Raiders. We talked about the Raiders. We talked about the Broncos. What do you see as the biggest needs for uh, Andy Reid's team? I think that, that they may add a running back and certainly a corner. Those are two things that jump out. That's a team that might be interested, though, in looking at a young quarterback. Um, building beyond Alex Smith. Uh, again, they'll have a guy that they like, and you know they'll, they'll pass if the guy's gone, but they've got a quarterback or two that they really like, and it may not be first round, but, but they're going to take a chance on. Uh, but I think they want to get, uh, you know, Jamal Charles is gone and the knee injuries. They need to get that impact back. 
Uh, and then I think another corner is something they want to add. You can't have enough pass rushers, so, and they're pretty good there, but adding another weapon there would make some sense too. Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com. Chris, what is your, your take on the Bengals and Marvin Lewis? And, you know, is he on a hot seat? Or how do they do that going into the draft, thinking about this might not be a guy we go with? Or is this going to be our guy? And how do they kind of get back? Because they've kind of regressed. They have. Um, Marvin's had quite a bit of an impact in who they draft. Um, along with Duke Tobin, who runs their personnel department. Um, they've been very patient with them. They've had very good teams and haven't quite gotten over the hump. That's a perfect example of a team that's been really good roster. Yeah. And they had a, a little bit of a run but couldn't get over the hump, quarterback play part of it. And now they're starting to lose some of those players. Their, their team's been rated a little bit. Their good offensive lines lost two quality starters. They're having to rebuild that. That's a big-time need for them. So they're not as good. They don't have Whitworth and Zeitler, and uh, they brought Andre Smith back, but not real big. And, okay, what about the running back position? Um, Jeremy Hill's been inconsistent. Uh, Rex Burkhead left. I mean, so they've got to – they're not as good. They've got to fix some things. And so that that great roster that we talked about and bragged on has been purged. So they've got to get back up there. Now, I think how the team plays, how they improve and get – get back listen Mike Brown doesn't want to make a commitment unless he's totally behind it and the reality is he is on a hot seat I mean if they continue to regress I expect them to to make a move um if they continue to get better uh then then I think that Marvin listen it's proven he's been around they stuck through him when everybody wanted hey Marvin can't get it done in the playoffs fire him fire him no they, they they didn't do that now as you mentioned they've regressed a little bit if that continues then it's going to be a problem. By the way, you know, I don't know, and I don't want to make predictions, but if you had to look at a landing spot for Joe Mixon, that's a neat spot, oh, and boy. that's a team right. that's taken a they, – yeah. they will do that, and that's because the owner's willing to do it. I mean, if I just had to say where is he going to go without any idea – it just says, uh-oh, Bengals second round, there you go. And I, wow. I'm pretty good about putting a couple of bucks on that and just saying, let's ride that. It may not happen, but, you know, they need a back, and he's his, he's a, maybe a top 15 player in this draft. And, you know, they did it before. They did it with Corey Dillon. They did it with a number of guys. I mean, Vontez Burfick. I mean, on yeah, and on. Exactly. Not with a great deal of success all the time, but they're willing to take that chance. So it'll be interesting. Uh, Chris, before we let you go, the NFL schedules come out tomorrow. And I know publicly when the schedules come out, everyone will say, well, it's the schedule and we have to play it. Uh, but there are teams that I think get screwed. I thought the Raiders were one of those teams last year with three of four on the road, all divisional games, including a Thursday night game in Kansas City, which I just I, I hate seeing divisional games, but we know why they do that. Do, do you get into that at all? What was it like in the front office when the schedules come out? I mean, how, how much discussion goes on? You know what? It is something that happens and for about, you know, well, let me put it to you this way. When you when you break for dinner, you know, when you have dinner brought in during draft meetings and it comes out, you'll look at it over dinner and say, and then you put it away and you get back to draft meetings. I, you know, for us, it's and even for me now, I don't even really look at it other than maybe cursory for 10 minutes until after the draft. I mean, it's just sure. it's something that is not the primary thing. But you're right. It's tough. It's tough to please a lot of people in these situations. Um, I'm on record saying I think the league ought to look into double buys and have 20 weeks of NFL football, not 20 games, 
but 20 weeks where you give double buys and they're going to have a game on Thursday night. They always have to have a bye week uh, before they play that Thursday night game. I mean, if you're going to you're going to talk health, uh, yep. then don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Good point. And then I think it's it's always tough when you're dealing with the Seattles, the Oaklands, and you're having to come across country. Not a, a lot of teams out west, and when you have to make that run, and how do you do it? And um, there are different ways, and it's it's tough. It's tough because if if you end up having to play that division that's all east, then you got to come out two weeks, and you you, you spread it out. Or, you know, some people kind of like to get them out in two weeks and just stay on the East Coast for two. I mean, there's there's no way. But you're right. Somebody usually gets the short end. And it has a lot to do with, obviously, with the with the unveiling is the TV scheduling yep. and the prime time. And, and some of that stuff's going to be interesting. You know what I'm interested in is what are they going to do? I'm guessing they're not going to put, because I believe the Falcons and the Patriots are scheduled to play. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are. I don't know that they're going to play week one. You know, there's some issues with that dome maybe not being ready for week one. Oh, so boy. That, 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 you know, because they've had some, some construction issues with that beautiful uh, Mercedes-Benz dome. So that hey, may let me, affect. Let me, interrupt, let me interrupt you for a minute. Why would that game be in Atlanta? I don't know that it. I think it is. Okay. I, I, mean, I may that, be wrong. I may be wrong. Generally, it's, it's, generally speaking, it's a, and again, it, it's not every year, but most of the time. No, that's true. It is. No, no, no. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about week one now. Oh, okay. I'm talking oh, okay. about the early part of the season. I'm it's sorry. like that. Now they're having to sit there and schedule stuff, and they may have to. The Georgia Dome is still ready. Gotcha. In case yeah. <laughs> they have to yeah, use I that see. thing the wow. first month. Yeah. You know, I don't know that that's going to be the case, but no, the the Patriots will host the opening game. Okay. Now, where would that be? Who would they host? I don't gotcha. know what's going to be. That's a big part of it. And then, you know, with Atlanta, they usually try to have that home game open for the team. Well, you know, maybe do they hold – I mean, they've already planned that because they're not going to get an update on the construction by, you know, 24 hours. No, no, you're All those things are going to factor in and be intriguing. And then, like you said, when do you play? I know Carolina was really frustrated with having to start off with Denver Denver, in the opening day. You know, I I don't know. know. Some of it's just, you know, I don't know. I thought Ron Rivera came off looking so bad about that. That's all he talked about all summer. It's like, get over it already. Go out there. And they should have won the game, okay? And as it turned out, Denver was a non-playoff team. Stop your bitching and go out and play the game. Yeah, and I don't know. uh, To me, if that ruined the psyche of your team week one, that wasn't a mentally strong enough team to to, to deal with it. Listen, I mean, you always say, I liked it. I've never sat there and said, "Oh man, we got we got hosed here." Time differences are tough. Yep. And it's going to always be tough for the Niners and the Raiders, and it's always a big deal. Uh, it's a little bit better now. It's tougher for those West Coast teams having to play. We've gone to different divisions, but you know what? In the old days, you had the Rams in Los Angeles and the Niners. Um, it, it, obviously in San Francisco, and then you had the Saints and, and the, the Falcons. Falcons. Yeah. And so that was, you know, that's a big trip, you yeah. know, each way. It, it just it it was never good. It's a little bit better now, but still tough for the teams huh? going out east. Hey, uh, before we let you go, let's talk about the website, LandryFootball.com. And, again, football fans, this makes just a phenomenal uh, for yourself and or a gift for uh, the person in your life that loves football. It's not only the NFL. Chris does a marvelous job with college. It is uh, the most up-to-date. It is, uh, I think, the most unique website out there. Chris, what, what specials do you have well, for us? And it is a good gift, you know, if you're thinking about your mom. Uh, from She's a football fan, your dad for Father's Day. Hey, go ahead and get it done now. You get 50% off using the code NFL. 
NFL draft. What you get is a full year of football action, just like Grant's saying. You know, hey, we got all the draft boards up, all the scouting reports. We'll take you inside every team's draft room and look at their needs and all the different possibilities and permutations, and we'll take you through the whole process. Grade evaluate every player like we've got everybody evaluated, but we're great every player that your team picks and what's the fit or how quality of a pick it was versus maybe some other options. We'll do that for you. And obviously we'll get started on breaking down the rosters in the NFL and college football, getting you ready for the season. And during the season, you break down all the games inside the film room and we do the whole thing over again. So 50% for the entire year takes you through next year at this, this, uh, this time. Uh, again, use the discount code NFL Draft. That'll get you 50% off. Chris, have a great week. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. Take care.